bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. And when you read the Bible, you see God's possibilities at work. He uses the hardening of Pharaoh's heart to manifest his power and deliverance. Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He says, well, the guy is a stubborn guy, but this is how I'm going to solve it. And Pharaoh doesn't yield. God says, I understand, but this is how I'm going to go around it. There is nothing Pharaoh can do that God cannot respond to. In the end, Pharaoh has to chase the Egyptians when the sea opened. And he chases them because he thinks, finally, I got them. God says, oh, come on now, Mr. Pharaoh. And he enters the sea and God says, hasta la vista. Because God has endless possibilities. I said, God has endless possibilities. I don't know what you are dealing with, but God's options are unlimited. He doesn't have plan A and plan B. He has plan A to Z to infinity. When he gets to the end of the alphabet, he will create his own alphabet. Because God has endless possibilities. He uses all kinds of situations to his glory. He used the effort of Abimelech to steal Abraham's wife to enrich Abraham. Can you imagine that? The guy is stealing your wife and God says, that's what I'm going to use to prosper you. And so Abimelech steals Sarah, Abraham's wife. And when Abraham is through with him, all his money has passed on to Abraham. The Bible says, and Abraham is rich in gold, in silver, in cattle. The guy entered the city poor. His wife was almost taken and he exits with his wife and money and wealth. What kind of God is that? I said, what kind of God is that? He's a God of endless possibilities. A God of endless possibility. He used the delay of birth for Elizabeth and Zacharias to produce for himself the voice of one crying in the wilderness for Jesus Christ. He used the failure of Saul to raise up David, a man after his heart. He used the betrayal of Jesus to bring redemption to mankind. He used the cruel beating on the back of Jesus to purchase healing for us. He used the persecution of the early church in Jerusalem to spread the gospel to the uttermost part of the world. Recently, during the Second World War, a very evil man rose up. His name was Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Terrible guy. Did terrible things. And one of the things Hitler did was just to hate the Jews. And came against the Jews. In all their habitations in Europe. And started fishing for them and killing them. Six million of them died in the Holocaust. 
one of the most evil things to happen on the earth. You will say, what is the good of that? Well, as a result of that, the United Nations had to speed up the process of giving Israel a homeland in the land that God has promised them in their natural habitation to fulfill 3,000 year prophecy. For 3,000 years after the great dispersal, Israel had never been a nation, free nation in its land. But look what God did. He takes the wicked, the most wicked thing that a human being can do and out of it he works out a purpose that is 3,000 years in delay. God is infinite in his possibilities. Don't ever see wickedness and say, oh, I, I don't even know what to do. God knows how to do what to do about it. Don't look at evil triumph. It is momentary because God has infinite possibilities. And I came here to tell somebody concerning your life, God has infinite possibilities. The same God who keeps the planets in place and turns the earth around at the speed it's going and never allow the earth to bump into the moon. He got you covered. He has you in his hand. He has infinite possibilities. Concerning your marriage, God has infinite possibilities. One ugly guy didn't like you, he'll bring you a more handsome one. Because God has infinite possibilities. We have to trust him. So the passage tells us about God. And then he says, because of who God is, wait on him. Wait on him. Wait on the Lord. Don't wait on your problems. Wait on the Lord. What does that mean to wait on the Lord? It means to focus your attention on him. It means to stand in expectation of him. It means to act on his instruction. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. It's very interesting. Sometimes you read words in the Bible, especially in the English, and then you go to the Hebrew, and you get new dimensions of it. That word translated in English, the young men, uh, in the Hebrew has wider implication. It means those who, it's, it's like you're going for an athletic competition, and normally young men go for that. I know the old men believe they are strong, but normally it's young men. If we're selecting people for black stars, it's the young men and, uh, who go. Is, is for the, the women, it's called black maidens. Uh, is it maidens? Black queens, okay. Maidens are what? Something like that, okay. They, they select the young ones. So the word that is translated young men means the selected ones. It means the ones who were considered the best to compete. The ones who were considered the fittest to compete. The one whom everybody says, oh, this is the best in the game. God says they shall utterly fail. But those who wait on the Lord 
shall renew their strength. The selected ones failed and the unselected ones succeeded. The difference is that they waited on the Lord. When the scripture tells us to wait on the Lord, it doesn't mean just to be quiet, do nothing. What are you doing? I'm waiting on the Lord now. To wait on the Lord, you have to think of a waiter waiting on somebody. A waiter doesn't just go and stand in front of a patron or a client and just sleep. No. When the waiter stands in front of a client in the restaurant, he's attentive, he's focused, he's expectant. He's waiting for instruction. He's waiting to be given something to do. So when the Bible says we wait on the Lord, it means we are expectant that God is going to give us instruction. We're expectant that God is going to speak to us. We're expectant that God is going to do something for us. Those who stand in expectation of this God shall renew their strength. No matter what battle you are in, there is renewal coming to you. And it says three things that will happen to those who wait upon the Lord. And let me close with that. When God renews us, verse 30, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word renew means to exchange. They're going to exchange something for something. They exchange weariness for strength. Three things will happen. They will walk. That means they're going to move gradually and steadily. They will walk and not faint. They will not stop moving. They're going to move one step at a time. They're going to keep going. When you wait on the Lord, you keep walking. Tell somebody next to you, keep walking. When you wait on the Lord, you keep walking. You don't stop walking. Walking sometimes looks like not much is happening. You put one foot in front of the other. And every day, one step at a time, one day at a time, you keep moving. When you wait on the Lord, you never stop moving. And may the Lord cause you. To keep moving. Amen. Second thing. He says they shall run. They're going to move rapidly. And forcefully. With stamina. With speed. Running looks like walking. But it is walking. With more force. And third. He says they shall mount up. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will move higher and above. May God cause you to mount up. May he cause you to mount up. You will walk. You will run. You will mount up. But all of that is because of who God is. 
And when you keep your eyes on who he is, you will walk. When you keep your eyes on who he is, you will run. When you keep your eyes on who he is, you will mount up. If you take your eyes off him, you will be crushed. But when your eyes are on the Lord, you keep walking, you keep running, and you will mount up with wings like eagles. You are about to rise to a level that is far higher than the level you are now. You are going to mount up. I said you're going to mount up. I see you rising up. I see you going higher. I see God honoring you. I see favor upon your head. I see increase upon your head. I see the Lord turning captivity around. I see the Lord working infinite possibilities for you. Because God is with you, there is no end. I've said many times, my favorite cartoon character is Bugs Bunny. The guy who eats the carrot. I like him. Because Bugs Bunny is smart. And when you are running after him in a cartoon and he gets to a wall, he doesn't turn back. He just takes a pencil from his pocket and draws a door and opens it. If Bugs Bunny can do that, I believe Jehovah Almighty can do that. I don't know what wall is facing you, but God can draw a door in your wall. I don't know what mountain is facing you. God can pick an eraser and erase the mountain. I don't know what valley is facing you. God can fill it with sand. He can flatten your enemy. And he can lift you up. This is the God we worship. And this morning I just want you to lift up holy hands to him. And just thank him for who he is. He is the God of all flesh. Just wait on him. Just love him. Just appreciate him. There is none like you, O oh God. You are holy. You are awesome. You are endless in your possibilities. Your thoughts are past finding out. You make a way where there is no way. You open doors when every door is shut. You erase mountains out of our view. You use our enemies to construct our future. You cause us to triumph of those above those who pursue us. You cause the chariots of Pharaoh and the horsemen to drown in the sea. Out of nothing you create all things. You open the barren womb. And give a Samuel to Hannah. So you will have a priest. May you open barren wombs this morning. And give Samuels. Give Samuels to the women that are trusting you. In the name of Jesus. Give Isaacs to Sarah. So there will be laughter in their home. Bring laughter in families, oh God. Bring joy, oh Lord. You may be a Naaman full of sores on your body. But this morning, God wants you to dip, not in the Jordan, but in the blood of Jesus. And you will be made every wheat whole. And the bed of affliction, you will rise up from it. You rise up, take up your bed, and walk. 
Rise up, take up your bed and walk. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing. You worship the awesome God. There is no search in his understanding. If you don't understand what is going on, wait on the Lord. If you don't know how things are turning around, wait on the Lord. When people try to scare you, wait on the Lord. When man tells you it's impossible, wait on the Lord. When people say, we will show you where power lies, wait on the Lord. Oh yes, he's the all-powerful one. He's more powerful than any world system. He's more powerful than your most powerful enemy. He drowned Pharaoh. He made Nebuchadnezzar eat grass. He touched Herod and hit his stomach. This is the God you worship. Don't ever look at any human system and say, I have no help. Our help is in the name of the Lord. He is your deliverer. He is your deliverer. He's a God of endless possibilities. There is no searching his understanding. This morning, Jehovah, we wait on you. We trust you. We believe you. You are our God. We know you. You don't forget. There is none like you. You have no comparison. You created all things. You uphold all things. There is no searching your understanding. You are a God of endless possibilities. So today we wait on you. We trust you. We depend on you. And cause everyone whose eyes are on you to see your hand revealed on their behalf. In Jesus' name. Give this God a major clap and an offering. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email Otterbill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233 302 688 000.